Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey moms, welcome to episode 57 of the Gather Moms podcast, and we have had the best responses to our no prep November episodes. Yes, it has been so fun. Thank you for laughing with us and thinking we're funny. It really makes us feel good. Listen, I think laughter is very underrated, especially in mom world. And so, you know, when you guys message us and stuff like that, or see us out or something and tell us how much you laughed... I, it just makes our day because, you know, we need to laugh. We just don't laugh enough. So, honestly, that's so fun that you guys are getting tickled. We had the best time, and we're definitely going to do that again at some point because it was great for us too, man. Yeah. Show up. What do you want to talk about? Yes. But we actually do have some plans for December, so. Can't yeah. wait. It's going to be great. Yes. But first of all, we need to do a little revisit to what Kate said she was going to do over Thanksgiving with some crescent rolls. Yes. Okay. So you guys remember that we talked about Rebecca, you're the one that brought it up. We were talking yeah, about. Yeah, but we didn't do it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll tell you the ideas, but I'm probably not going to do them in my own house. So. Okay. So for Thanksgiving, we were at um, a family friend loans us their lake house to use. So, and it's great because it's huge. We can all go stay there. So nice. Like, honestly, that is the way to do a holiday. because you, you don't have to clean your own house. Exactly. You know? And so, anyway, so so we were there. So, on Thanksgiving Day, though, all, a lot of family came in. So, we had 25 people there. Your pictures did not make it look like you had 25. There were 25 That's a ton of people. people. Yes. It was a lot of people. Did y'all potluck it? Well, we mostly did... Me, myself, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law did probably like 80% of it. Okay. But then people brought other things too. Yeah. You know, um, but there was one oven, you know, and so it was, we had to get really, you know. Y'all were like, is. Kate had her post-it notes and she was like timing out everything. What I goes did. Next? I bet you did. I legitimately did. Okay, I'm sure you did. Yes. So, uh, but it all worked out and it came out on time. Anyway, so then I was like, I told my mother-in-law and sister-in-law, I was like, okay, what do you guys think about making these thankful rolls? And they were like, that sounds super cute. Let's do it. So uh, I asked my little Lydia, because I was busy prepping. I was like, cut out 25 pieces of paper and put out a pen. Regular paper? Yes. Okay. I did not use parchment. Regular pen? The Sharpie freaked me out. It was a regular pen. Okay. Okay. So I had her cut out, and I said, when people come in, ask them to write something they were thankful for, you know? So she did it. So then I'm in this fury in the kitchen, you know, because then people are coming in. You have to do the crescent rolls last. They're like... Like, everybody's at the table and you put them in the oven. Because those things cook so quick. Yes. You can burn them in a second. Yes, but also I had to wait for the papers to put them in the rolls, right? So I can't, I didn't think that part through, right? So anyway, so I've thrown these papers into the rolls. I'm, Lydia's helping me. I'm like, roll, roll, roll. Do you have 25 crescent rolls? Yeah. I oh my a ton of crescent rolls. You had yes. one for everybody. Yes. So some people that were standing around in the kitchen saw me doing this, you know? And they were like, and I explained to them, you know, it's going to be like a fortune cookie or something. They were like, oh, cute. Okay, whatever. Well, but in the frenzy of everything, then I put the crescent rolls out. I tell everyone they need to take a crescent roll. I didn't actually make an announcement that, like, there was paper in the Somebody crescent rolls. Somebody ate a note. 
My brother-in-law ate three crescent rolls, <gasps> paper and all. You are joking. There are thankful <laughs> things floating in his stomach right now. How did he not know he was eating paper? Because he is like a bull in a china cabinet. I mean, he was just pounding them down. Yes. And then you're finally like, wait, <laughs> what are you doing? So somebody looked over at me and they said, hey, Kate, you might mention that there's something in these <laughs> Like, oh my goodness. Oh, so I made an announcement. Everybody got everybody laughed and stuff. And Rusty is my brother in law. He was like, Yep, I already ate three of those. We don't know whose they were. No, so we made jokes about that he was gonna find out what everybody was thankful for later on. <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. Every time he comes out of the bathroom, you're like, So what did the fortune cookie say? So let me tell you what though, like I think Somehow, maybe in one of the Pinterest pictures I saw or something, the paper still looks like paper. Okay, think about this. When you bake this crescent, now have you, I feel like you've never actually done this. No, I'm 100% sure I've done this at least once in my lifetime. <laughs> because, okay, so when the paper is in there cooking, it gets wet. Right, from the dough. Right, but it doesn't like dry. So when it comes out of the roll, it's wet? Yes, dog. I was not anticipating wet paper. I don't remember it being wet when I did it. I feel like something's wrong here. And they so, don't show that on Pinterest. They don't show no, wet paper on Pinterest. No. So, but I had too much going on to like even take a picture and tag you in it or anything. So I need to know from our pod community, did anybody else try this? Did your paper come out wet? Did anybody else eat the thankful notes? This is amazing. Like, I feel like this is such a good story. He ate the thankful notes. Ate. Yes. Which I don't, I mean, I guess if the paper's wet, then it would have chewed up pretty easily. Because I'm imagining like a post-it note hanging out of his mouth, you know? Yeah, I know. But, Doc, I mean, how do you do that? I really don't understand. It would be like, I don't know. Well, and in my mind, I'm like, if you made enough crescent rolls for everybody to have one, and he's already had three, I feel like somebody is getting left out of the thankful task. Okay, I had to put another, I had to pop another roll and put it in the oven. Listen, I think we should figure out how many crescent rolls are sold at Thanksgiving. Like, how many cans of those babies do they sell? Yeah. It must be a ton. A ton. And I had Sister Schubert rolls. You did dual rolls. I'm did so proud. Both. I Everybody did both. gets their favorite roll. Yes. That's so, what the na new name of Thanksgiving should be. Everybody gets their favorite roll holiday. Listen, I'm into it. You know, you want the yeast roll? Go on ahead. You know, you want the crescent roll? Fine. What else? Okay, so I'm going to try this crescent roll thing at another family gathering just for fun. I can't wait. What else could we do? At Valentine's, something you love about somebody at the table. So you get a pair of panties. Okay. And you get. Not in the crescent roll. Not no, in the crescent no roll. No panties in the crescent roll. Listen, I just can't stop laughing about all the random things you give at holidays. So <laughs> I just love it. Like, it's just hilarious. Y'all got to go back and listen to the last episode if you did not hear it because it is fabulous. Okay. We also introduced on the last episode the Christmas showdown. Yes, girl. Uh, we have a little battle going between Kate and I yeah. uh, between two common Christmas fun things that you can do. One is called Star from Afar, uh -huh. mm -hmm. <laughs> and one is called Elf on the Shelf. Did you see? Okay, thank you for those different intonations mm, as you announced you're welcome. them. Did you see Jenny put you on blast on our Gather Mom social yesterday? What did she put? I'm she trying to said remember. that my Star from Afar was the godly <gasps> she choice. She did. <laughs> she did. I do. You know what? I, I can take it. I really can because I love Jesus and he oh loves me and it's going to be just fine. Yes. Okay. We're, so on, we're on date. Well, by the time this comes out, we will have been doing it for a week. Yes. Yeah. So, so far, so good. So far, so good. Have you set a reminder? 
I don't have a reminder. Okay. My child does not go to bed at a normal time. Okay. And then even after she's in bed, she gets up and comes to my room several times. Okay. So it's like I can't, you know, make the magic happen until randomly late. So it's kind of frustrating. I feel like that has a double meaning, making the magic happen. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> so when do you hide the elf? When well, have I have to do it after she's in bed. So sometimes it's super late, you know, like after I watch the 10 o'clock news. Okay. And then this morning it was like something I had to do like early in the morning because okay. of what it was. And so I had to just get up early. Okay. So it's kind of different times for me. Yeah. And I don't know who suggested telling Alexa to remind you, but when my Alexa reminds me to do stuff, it goes off all over the house. Exactly. Like your kids are going to hear that. Yeah. I don't think you can do that. No, that takes the magic away. But I have a list. Like, I'm a little organized, okay? I have a, a note section in my phone. I've got all the days listed out, what we're doing each day. Are you serious right now? And I already have a box with all the supplies in it, so I just go to the box and grab it. Who are you? I don't know what's happening to me. I am so impressed. I'm telling you. It's so good. I am so impressed. Way to go. That's but awesome. I do. The first day we did it, Abby did say, does the elf get to come back next year? And I'm already like, no. This... <laughs> This is a one and done. This is a lot of work. I That's why I be doing sent this. you that meme because once you start it, then you're in for 10 years. No. No. <laughs> I'm so glad I started at the age of nine because I really feel like, you know, we're getting older. It's fine. Teenage years are coming. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's she'll a lot, outgrow it. Man. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Because yeah. you can hide your star where the kids aren't going to get up and see it. That's exactly right. And then you're done. Yeah. I'm I going to bed. Just, yeah. That's why, yeah, it works out pretty well. Okay, but what we didn't decide or share with our listeners last time was what happens if one of us do not meet the requirements okay. of this showdown. Yes. So are you you want to hear what you I'm have to so do? I'm so nervous. You- <laughs> I'm so nervous. Okay. Well, so I was, list- I was, you know, listening back to our last episode, and I think the perfect thing for you to have to do if you do not follow through with this is I am going to take you caroling. <laughs> I'm going yes. to dress you up. Ooh, do I get to be like a, a Christmas peasant? Well, I no, we're not doing oh, all that. Okay. I'm going to put like some obnoxious reindeer horns on you <gasps> and I a sweater. Costumes. And we costumes. are going to go from door to door, uh, you know, find some friends probably. I think I won't make you do it to random people. I love it. And you are going to have to carol. Okay, I love that. Okay, okay. since you feel like this is very appropriate for me, what if for you? <laughs> this just came to me. I feel nervous. Um, after Christmas is over, I get to come and put all of your Christmas decorations in one giant box. Oh, all no. All mixed up. No. And just thrown together in the attic. Because I think that would give you hives. Oh, you would have to commit me to a, a insane asylum. Please tell me that is not your punishment for it's me. It's not, because as I'm saying it, it means I would have to undecorate two houses, my own and yours. And I'm like, no, that's not happening. Yeah, so. like I literally feel sick to my stomach right now. Please. <laughs> Please do not do oh, that. I think that's hilarious. I cannot handle no. it. Okay, well, I'm not going to take you caroling if you're taking me caroling. Well, what was yours? I didn't have one. Rebecca, we had one assignment. I didn't have one. Okay, well, okay, then I'm going to keep thinking. Think. Okay, I... St- Listen, both of you, both of us have such a competitive nature. I really, in my gut, think we're both going to make no. it. Rebecca? We're both going to make it. You don't even need to think of a punishment for me because I am not going to forget. I'm, I'm going to win gonna this. I'm not going to forget either. And you are going to be caroling, and I'm going to put it on the socials. Listen, and I feel like, pod listeners, y'all are backing Kate. I feel like more <laughs> people are behind the star than the elf. It's a little hurtful to me. 
I just want you to know, I love you. I'm going to keep loving you. But I don't understand why nobody has faith in me. It, it really makes me so proud. I feel like they know us. And you I'm about know. to prove all you people wrong. You're all going to have to come caroling with me. That should be the punishment. Everybody that picked the star for Kate is going to have to come caroling with Rebecca when she wins. That's fine. Oh, wait, but I'm only caroling if I lose. Okay, never mind. This is not working out like it should. Yeah. No. It's fine. Oh. Uh, and and per- last episode, I'm not laminating your um, musical sheets. Yeah, because according to the news, it's going to be warmer than normal for the month of December. Is it? That's such Y'all, a we ain't getting nothing. We ain't getting nothing. Uh-uh. Uh, well, after the nightmare of last year and the... <gasps> I want it again. Let's do it. What do it. we call it? Winter apocalypse. Winter snow Snowmageddon. Snowmageddon. Thank you. Yes. No, I want snow again. I'm down for that. But that's like February. It doesn't happen in December. Yeah, no. It doesn't get cold here in Texas until February, for sure. Okay, so we are starting our Christmas series today where we're going to take a little bit of a deep dive into the story of Jesus' birth. And one of the things that I love about the Bible, okay, this is one of my favorites, is it gives you an opportunity to be curious. Yeah. So I love asking questions as I read Bible stories. Like, okay, who else was there? What was the weather like? And this is the thing I always wonder about. I always wonder about people's moms. Sure. Okay. What's their mom doing? Yeah. I do this at football games too. Y'all, when it comes down to the end of a football game and it's like the kicker has to kick the extra point or the field goal to win the game, uh-huh. I do not care about him. I'm like, where's his mom? Yes. Somebody hug her right now because she is nervous oh. and this is her baby. Yeah. And so I'm always thinking about people's moms. Yeah. But I always want to be curious about scripture. And the Christmas story gives us so much opportunity to be curious. For sure. Like really, you need to go back and read the Christmas story this year with fresh eyes and just ask those questions. One day in heaven, Joseph and Mary were having a coffee date. I want to hear it from your lips. (laughs) Yeah. How did it really go down? Yeah. I want to know all the things that scripture does not tell us because it doesn't give us a ton of detail about the things I'm interested in, yeah, right? Yeah. I want to know what she packed for her journey. I want to know what baby Jesus's first little outfit was. <laughs> I have all these questions and the Bible does not tell me these things. Okay, but the other thing I love about the Christmas story is how we find God's kindness sprinkled throughout. Mm. This is literally one of the greatest moments in human history. We find these two teenage young adults navigating something that's never happened right. with humility and trust. Yeah. And God is constantly giving them glimpses of his goodness throughout. Um, you might think this is unique to the Christmas story, but I think after listening to our episode today, it's going to inspire you to look into your own life and see glimpses of God's kindness. Because mm-hmm. I think he's constantly showing up in personal ways to us just to remind us that he is near and that he cares. Mm-hmm. And he does this throughout the Christmas story. So today we're going to actually focus on the holiday travel okay. of the Christmas story. Did you know there was holiday travel in the Christmas story? You know, I've never thought about that. So I'm picturing Mary and Joseph now running through the airport like on Home Alone, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They had some holiday travel. And so I thought it would be fun to talk about some fun holiday travel stories for us first. Okay. okay. So we've all done it. We've all traveled. We've all done it, hopefully with or without kids, because there is a vast difference. Vast difference. Um, it always creates some excitement between the married couple, right? Uh-huh. We have a little tip. Yeah. But we also have some times of unity, I feel like, where you like come together As and you're team. like, okay, yeah. we could do this together. Yeah. And then I think it always reminds us there's no place like home. Oh, for sure, right? Because you're so excited to get to the place and be yes. there. And then there's a part of you that's like, okay, I'm ready to be in my own bed. Oh, that when you lay down in that bed after being gone, yes. it's so good. Yes. Okay, so Kate, do you have any crazy travel stories? Oh, okay. I kind of think you have a bunch. I have so many. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like forever. I mean, 
you know, this just happened. And it, so my parents have that, um, lake house in, on Lake Erie in Pennsylvania. And the last two times we have flown there have been crazy things have happened. The last time when we were coming home, Oh, yeah, we were coming home. We had gone to a, a family wedding up in Pennsylvania, and we got detoured coming back uh, because of a storm in Dallas from Atlanta, and we ended up going from Atlanta to Mexico and then up to Oklahoma to come back into Dallas. What should have been a three-hour flight was six hours. It was just crazy because they were trying to get around a storm, you know? That's a long time on a plane with kids. Yeah, thankfully we were not. We did not have our kids. Like by the grace of God, we did not have our kids. Yes. Okay. That see again. That's the whole difference in travel when you have kids or don't have kids. Yes. But you know this is COVID times, and we were expecting a short flight, so nobody's thinking about food, right? No. There's there's no food on the plane. Like you out of luck. Do they have any drink service? I mean, you getting a coke? I think we had drinks. Yes. Okay. Um, and so we landed, we, we landed in DFW at like midnight or something like that. And Jeremy was like, what are we going to eat? And I was starving like, water burger. Let's go get those taquitos. <laughs> <laughs> those things. Wait, tasted. you got breakfast taquitos, not a hamburger. Yes, girl. See, this proves that you did not go out in college because this is what you did. You went out and then it was like two in the morning. And the only thing open was the 24 hour water burger. Everybody got, yeah, everybody got breakfast taquitos. So I was like, I know what's open. I've survived this time. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, but <clears throat> that has nothing on. So the previous time we went there for the summer, and um, we had gotten on our flight to come back, and the air the uh, airport in Erie is a two terminal, like it's the smallest little thing. I love airports like that. Yeah, it's super chill. Yeah, it's just two yes, terminals. I love that. And every plane is like a thirty seater max plane. You know, now, see, that makes me nervous. Yeah, they're that's very small. small. Yeah, very small. Like sometimes you're flying the ones where you actually walk up the steps. You know, you're outside <gasps> on the tarmac. Okay, but that's reminiscent <laughs> of like old time Hollywood. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, it's not a PJ. You're, it's not like your private jet. You're just out here on the uh, puddle jumper. Okay. All right. So anyway, so we get on the flight to come home, and we're sitting there. And they keep delaying. They're saying they're having mechanical problems. Blah blah. Finally, we find out that the um, the What's it called? The guy that flies the plane. Mm, the pilot. Thank you. Oh, my Sounds goodness. Like, yeah. Okay, yes. Um, his seatbelt would not unbuckle, so we couldn't take off. Wait, so he was trapped in his seat? Yes, but I'm like, guys, this is not a problem. He is buckled in. Yes, it is. If the plane catches on fire, he can't get out of the airplane. No, that's what scissors are for. Listen, he is buckled in. <laughs> Y'all know y'all got some scissors up there in the flight attendant we cabinet. We can work this out when we get to the next destination. Like, we need to go, okay? No, they end up canceling the flight, and then there's all these people, and so we had to stay the night and fly out the next day. And the only way we could get a flight was Jeremy and the two big kids took the first flight, and then Caroline and I took the next flight. Mm, that's kind of fun for you, right? It's, One kid? Yeah. I mean, let's do this. No problem, except just trying to figure out, like, logistically, okay, he's going to get home three hours before me. He's going to have to come back to DFW, whatevs. But that's fine. At least we're getting home. So, anyway, the flight with Caroline and I was great. She was so chill and sweet, and but she was sitting next to me on because the, there's, there's two parts, right? Um, there's a connecting. So, we were flying from Erie to Charlotte. So, she's sitting next to me, and she has on this little dress, and she's kind of sitting up um, – on her feet. I don't know if your kids yeah, sit yeah. like that. Like and they're squatting. Like she's squatting. And she said, oh, I have to go potty. And I said, oh, okay. And I looked down and there's this little puddle of pee right under her on the seat. It was like a leather seat, thankfully. And I was like, wait, a leather seat? Okay, because I'm envisioning cloth and it's like soaking in. No, thankfully, <laughs> by the grace of God. This is the kindness of God throughout this holiday travel. God, okay. yes. Leather seats. So I grabbed a wipey real quick and I wiped it. And I was like, come on. You know, so I hurry her to the bathroom. She goes potty. And I said, now, Caroline, listen. She was like three. 
And I said, I have to take off your panties. And she had on those little, like, um, gymnastic shorts yes, underneath. Yes, yes. And uh, cartwheel shorts, I guess they call them. So I said, we have to take these off because these are wet. But thankfully, like, her dress was still dry. And she was freaked out by that. But I was like, when we get to our connecting, I've got some stuff in the suitcase. I'll put some panties on you. Okay, Mama. Okay, so we go sit down. We end up having to circle the airport multiple times, cannot land at our connecting. I'm watching the time click by. It was already going to be a close where we were going to have to haul to get to our next gate. But then it's getting to be like, we were supposed to land at 345. No, now it's 355. No, and the next flight leaves at 410. Oh my, that's not a lot of time at all. No. So we finally, they start deboarding us at 3.57. Y'all like, everybody sit down. I got to get off the plane. I actually did. I put, and I never do that. I never, never do that. And, but I was like saying, I'm so sorry. We've got to make a connecting. I'm so sorry. And I just pushed my way Good through. Good for you. So I start looking at, this airport is huge. It's Charlotte. And I don't know if you've ever seen like really big airports. It'll say like 25 minutes to Terminal E. You know, like trying to tell you how long it's going to take yes. to walk. Okay. And we had to go from B to E and it said 25 minutes to Terminal E. And I was like... We have got never to gonna make deteriorate, it. shred this time, you know? So I look at Caroline. I'm it's like, like Google Maps in your car. You're like, I can beat that. Yes. I can beat that. I knew I could. I'm like, this is for somebody that's old. I We can do this, okay? <laughs> but I've got Caroline, okay? So I have Caroline and I each have our backpacks on. We have masks on. I have one um, carry-on. Like a small roller carry-on. So I'm like, Caroline, let's run. So we're running. We're running, we're running. And I mean, we're already sweating, but it's like, I start seeing the times go by and it's like, okay, now it's only 15 minutes. Okay, now it's only 10 minutes. I'm like, we might make it. And poor little Caroline's like, Mama, I'm so thirsty. You know, <laughs> my legs hurt. She's having the breakdown in the middle and of the running. I, I'm like, you know, what are we going to do? So I'm running and I think to myself, what if I, I'm pulling this carry-on, what if I throw her on this and let her little legs straddle the handle, you know, and then I just pull her through the airport so I just think like I am the genius mom of America so I throw her on this and then I'm running and I'm running running and she's going I don't like this I don't like this and I'm like well just hang on you know just hold on to the handle (laughs) and we're passing all these people and everything and she's still screaming I don't like this so I look down at her and Rebecca I've totally forgotten that this baby has on no panties and her little peach is just throwing, showing through the window in the suitcase handle to everyone in the Charlotte airport. Because her dress is probably blowing up, up to her shoulders while you're chasing yeah, through the it airport. it was a short dress. So it's just her hoo-ha on a little, in a little display for everyone to see. And she's trying to tell me, Mom, this is not It's okay. cold down here, Mom. <laughs> it's cold down here. And I, I mean, I'm like horrified and like oh my gosh what if I have traumatized this child forever you know like I have just shown her you know teetle-totter to the world <laughs> so many names oh my gosh so many different names for things I'm uh, amazed I'm amazed I was so sweaty so then I'm like oh I'm so sorry so then I just like throw her on my shoulder but try and like tuck her or, or dress my, yes. yeah under me throw her on my hip and we run and we get to the gate and the door is closed and there were two women standing behind the counter and I said is the plane left is there any way we can get on and I mean I'm in a full-on flop sweat yeah I took a picture of myself afterwards like it, I was sweating so much my mascara was like uh-huh. under my eyes and like on my eyelids you, you want to say to them I just made my daughter show her bottom <laughs> to the whole airport you have to let us on and they looked at me and she sure enough she said sure baby come on we can still, we have time to get you on <gasps> and they let us on that flight the kindness of God. Oh my goodness. But it was, and I, we got on that plane and I was like, Caroline, I am so proud of you. 
So I went and bought her a toy later. I was, I was gonna like, say, did you go buy her a package of underwear? Because that's really what we need right now. Okay. So the kids came and picked us up from the airport, and we all went to Chewy's for dinner. Chewy's is always the answer. Yes, and yes. we were sitting at Chewy's, and I was telling Jeremy this story, and Caleb was eating his tacos or something. And he looks up and he said, "Mom, but did you ever put underwear on her?" And I was like, "She still no, underwear." I, <laughs> Listen, the faithfulness of God, but the unfaithfulness of a mom to put underwear on her child when she promised she would. Oh, my gosh. I just, you know, yeah, it just kind of went out the window. I just wasn't thinking about that. I was so thick. I was so relieved that we had made the flight. I just completely forgot. And she was fine. So here we are. I love it. I love holiday travel. There's always something exciting that's going to happen. Too exciting. I need it to be much more boring and just like, let's all just go to the flight. Okay, we made it. Next flight. Okay, great. We're done. Listen, one of the things about being a mom and traveling is I feel like you have to be the watcher of all the things. Yeah. Like, what did my kid get out? What do we have to put back in? How do we keep up with all the things? Yeah. We just went on a trip to Disneyland. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. And Abby left her little iPod phone in the bathroom of a Chipotle uh-huh. in California. We got to the hotel and figured out it wasn't there. We had to call that lovely little Chipotle. It was still there. <gasps> Listen, Californians, thank you so much for being honest people. That is awesome. Then one of the flights, Jake left his AirPod Pro case in the seat back in front of him. And you know how they make that announcement before you get off the plane that it's yeah. like a federal mandate that you cannot reboard a plane after you, whatever. Anyway, okay. and they say 14 times, don't forget your stuff. Make yeah. sure you get it all together. Check the seat back in mm, front check of you. Check the seat back. Yeah. So we get off the plane and he forgets it. And so I sure enough walked up to that little lady at the computer and I said, excuse me, <laughs> can you go back on that plane and find it? Yeah. Well, she went back on and couldn't find it, which says to me you didn't look very hard. Yeah. Are you a mom? Yeah. Mm, come on. So another lady went back on the plane and actually found it for him and brought it back. How The kindness. Exactly. I said, what's your name? I'm going to pray for you because you were awesome. Thank you so much. Wow. But that's what we got to do. We got to keep up with all the things on our holiday travel. Well, and it's making me think about like how, how much influence someone else can have and like completely changing our circumstances, right? If they are willing to be kind or helpful, it can change everything. Everything. You're so right. Yeah. That's a good word for us when we travel next time. Be on the lookout for how you can show kindness to somebody else. Yes. That's good. Okay, so one of the things that I love about the Christmas story is that Mary and Joseph, Mary and Joseph have holiday travel. Okay? Yeah. They I've had, never thought about that before. They I had love to it. go to Bethlehem for the census. Yeah. Do you and think I, on their camel they put, like, um, reindeer ears and a little nose mm-mm, on him and, like, mm-mm, dress him up like Rudolph? Mm-mm, <laughs> mm-mm. Speaking of camels, do we even know if they had a camel? See, these are the details I want to know that it Donkey, does not tell me. my bad. Okay, so this is the thing. Books and movies always depict this part of the story in a specific way, yeah. right? They are by themselves. Yeah. All alone. Yeah. With a donkey. Right. And they look tired and weary. And she's sitting side saddle. <laughs> and she's sitting side saddle, very pregnant. Yeah. Okay, but that's not actually in the text. 100%, you're correct. We have no idea. Right. So I did a little research because I was just curious about how people traveled. Okay. Yeah. So traveling was not uncommon. According to the Jewish calendar, there were three specific holidays that people would travel to Jerusalem to right. the temple for the Passover, for the Feast of Weeks, and for the Feast of Booths. So right. there were these three feasts that they would all travel back to Jerusalem to celebrate together. And it says in the Old Testament that the men had to go present themselves at the temple in honor of these special holidays. They usually had to bring a gift or a sacrifice too. So it was a big deal. Yeah. So people were not unused to traveling, but they would actually travel in companies. Yeah. And a company is a group of people. So they didn't travel alone. 
And they did this out of necessity. I mean, the roads were treacherous. There were thieves. It could be dangerous. So you never traveled alone. You always traveled in a group. And you didn't have fast food restaurants. Right. And you didn't have a Walmart, which is what I always say when we leave our house. As we're driving out of the driveway, I say to myself, if I forgot it, I can go to Walmart. Right. They didn't have that. Right. So when you traveled in groups, you always had somebody else that probably packed what you forgot. Yeah. With all the food and stuff. Um, And so we see in Luke, this is not the Christmas story. This is way past it. When Mary and Joseph go to the temple for Passover, and remember they forgot Jesus in the temple? Yeah. And it says that when they were going home, they didn't even know that they had forgotten him because there were so many people in their their party. Yes. And so it takes a few days for them to figure out they left Jesus. Okay. So we just, we see examples in scripture where people are traveling in groups. That makes total sense, dude. Yes. Okay. So I'm just curious. Yes. Okay, but the other thing that I think is really interesting about this is before we even get to Jesus's birth, we see Mary doing her own holiday traveling to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Right. And this is a beautiful example to me of God's kindness. So in Luke 1, where we find one of the Christmas stories, they're in two places, Luke 1 and 2 and Matthew 1 and 2. Mary is visited by an angel and told that she will conceive and bear a son Jesus. And then the angel, which I have nicknamed (laughs) OBGYN, Tells her that her relative Elizabeth. You know, isn't the angel Gabriel dog? I don't know that it's, oh yeah, it was probably Gabriel. (laughs) So, OB Gabriel YN. Okay? Listen, this is the first, one of the first examples we have of the OBGYN, okay? I love it. Because the angel tells Elizabeth that her cousin Elizabeth in her old age is pregnant. She's going to have a boy. Yeah. That's what your OB tells you, what you have in. Okay. And then it tells her how far along Elizabeth is. She says she's six months along. Fantastic. Right? Yes. Listen, if you're an OBGYN out there, you are in the Bible. (laughs) I got you, girl. So in Luke 139, it says, In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah and entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. So then again, though, but you think... She's probably not traveling by herself. It would have been no. very dangerous for exactly. her to do that. Yeah. She's probably got a caravan of people. Yeah. So this is my question. Who was with her? Yeah. Did her mama go? Sure. Sure your mom would want to go, right? Yeah. Did her best friend go? <laughs> I don't know. Like, these are the things that I want to know. Yeah. And what's so interesting is where Elizabeth and Zachariah lived is outside of Jerusalem and Bethlehem. Okay. So here's what I think is so fascinating is that at this point, God allows Mary to travel Basically, the same route that she will take with Joseph when they go to Bethlehem while she's not very pregnant to go visit her cousin Elizabeth. She almost gets to envision the journey before she goes on it. To me, that's the kindness of God because she's going to get to see things and understand the, the, the path and the territory before she ever has to do it with Joseph when she's super pregnant. Okay, so I did not know this, that Elizabeth and Zachariah lived in Bethlehem? No, they lived outside of Bethlehem in the hill country of Judah. Okay. And so I did a lot of research on this, and it's like some people think one thing, some people think another thing. It's all in the same general area, but it's a town called Ein Karim. Okay. I don't know if I've said that correctly. But when you look at a map, it is past Jerusalem and a little bit past Bethlehem. Okay. So it's like on the outskirts. Okay. And so, which makes sense because when Zechariah found out he was having his baby, he had to go to the temple in Jerusalem to do the incense. And so that's when the angel came and told him. Okay. So he lives close to Jerusalem. But she actually had to travel almost the same route. Yeah. And I just think that's so nice in the moment she doesn't know I don't know that sure she has the the knowledge that there's going to be a census and she's going to have to travel for Jesus's birth but she gets to travel this route so it's like she's already done it before yeah you know when you travel somewhere and you've already been once before you're like okay oh it makes a huge difference I know what to pack I know where we're going I know yes. what to expect yeah 
Wow, I love that. To me, I just think that's the kindness of God. Yes. Okay, the other thing that I think is so great is that God gives Mary this opportunity to be around family Yeah. in this moment of, like, she just got the biggest news of her life. Right. And nobody is going to believe her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, imagine telling that story to somebody. And so God gives her this friend, this relative, to go and spend time with in this moment where she's probably confused and wondering and has lots of questions. And so he gets her, he allows her to go and spend time with Elizabeth. And so it says in Luke 1, 42 through 45, it says, When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And in a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. I love that. You know what that made me think about? When I told you that I was pregnant with Lydia, I remember standing there in that room and I told you and you jumped up in the air and you fell down on the floor. Like you were so excited, not like fell down on accident, like you intentionally, or I don't know, but out of excitement, like in a second you were on the floor screaming, so excited, you know, and I can see Elizabeth in you, you know, I can see that same excitement, you know, of like, because <gasps> she was her cheerleader, yes. she saw in her, you know, this, this gift and she confirmed yes. it and she was excited for her yes. and you wonder if anybody else was excited for her. Exactly. You know? Like, who does Mary tell that's yeah. going to be excited for her? Because they don't even know if they're supposed to believe her. Yeah. And yet, God graciously gives her Elizabeth to do exactly what you said. Everybody wants to tell somebody they're pregnant and then be, like, <laughs> ridiculously excited. Yes. But what a confirmation for Mary. Because imagine, I imagine that that journey, it was probably a three-day journey for uh-huh. Mary. Um, that three-day journey, imagine the thoughts that are racing through her head. Right. Did this really happen? Right. Am I imagining things? Right. She's so early in her pregnancy, you know, you're not showing, you may not be having any symptoms, all these questions that she's having in her mind. Yeah. And to walk through Elizabeth's door and receive that confirmation from the Holy Spirit through Elizabeth. (gasps) Right. Huge. Huge. It's like the biggest deal. Yeah. That's the kindness of God. The kindness of God that he would go before Mary and allow her this opportunity to be with Elizabeth. And then to ask questions. You know how fun it was to be with another girl that was pregnant when you were pregnant? Oh, my gosh, yes. What are you doing? What are you craving? What are you feeling? All the questions that you get to compare. And just imagine the sweetness because Elizabeth is old, so she has been barren her whole life. And this is a a miracle for her. Uh Two miracles in one room. You've got very old Elizabeth, very young Mary, both in their pregnancies with God-given, well, they're all God-given babies, but this miracle from God that they're both having children at the same time. Yeah. Jesus and John the Baptist. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. I just think it's amazing. It is amazing. I love that so much. God is personal. He sees us in the most intimate details of our situation and he meets us there and he gives us such kindness. Okay. So then we move on to the actual story of Jesus's birth and that's in Luke 2 and Matthew 2. And this is where we find another call to travel, Luke 2, 1 through 6. It says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And this is where I'm like, did they really go alone? 
Yeah, because surely there were other people in their family that also had to go register in Bethlehem. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I, I mean, obviously they lived with family. Uh, Mary would have lived with her family before she was betrothed to Joseph. I'm like, where's her mom? <laughs> well, My is- mom ain't letting me get on the back of a donkey and travel all that way by myself while I'm pregnant. No, but you wonder why doesn't scripture mention them? I know. You know? But it doesn't not mention them. Sure. That's I, the thing. Like, sh- Sure. It doesn't say, not say that had people with them. Yeah. I just, I think it's interesting that for all these years, everything I've ever seen has a picture of them by themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. With this one donkey. <laughs> and then I read that usually the donkeys were carrying the stuff. Right. So she probably wasn't riding it. Yeah. And also, have you ever ridden a donkey? No, I haven't. Okay. When I was a high school teacher, we had a fundraiser called Donkey Basketball. Listen, dog, it was so much fun. So we would have to be on donkeys in the gym playing basketball. So you rode a donkey. Like, it was chaos. Did somebody break their neck falling off the donkey? No, the donkeys will not move. They'll either, like, move fast when you don't want them to. You know, you're trying to, like, it's not like a horse where, like, you can kind of be like, you know, you know. Yes. No, they are not trying to do anything you want to say. One year I had to play in this dollar bill game. So they Mm, put it. That sounds... That sounds weird. I know it's not. I, I feel like I get what you're saying. <laughs> there was a there was a dollar bill or something like that in the in the middle of the gym or some amount of money, I don't remember. And we there were five of us on these donkeys and they let us loose and you had to get your donkey over to the money and be able to lean down and pick up the money. Whoever was the first one to do it, you know, would win. I mean, an absolute racket. And I'm laughing so hard because the donkeys, they don't, they're not obedient. You know, it's not like a comfortable ride. It's not like a horse, you know. Right, right. They're dumb. Right. So they're just doing whatever they want. So even if she was riding the donkey, it's not like it was a pleasurable experience. It's not comfortable. Yeah. It's not comfortable. So do you think they traveled alone or do you think they had people with them? I think based on what you're saying, you know, I think it makes total sense when you really put it into context that these two teenagers would probably not be traveling by themselves, you know. Yeah. Um, That surely there were... Even if it wasn't their immediate family members, there were probably other people out on the road also during this time. I don't know. That raises a lot of questions for me. So it's just interesting. These are the things about the Bible that obviously this is not changing the gospel. Exactly. Okay? Jesus yeah. is still going to get bored. <laughs> yeah. We're still all going to get saved by his grace. But these are the things that a Bible of the Bible that I think are so interesting that really when you stop and just consider it, you're like, I don't know. Yeah. Like we're so quick to believe the things that we've seen depicted around the world, you know, in movies or books or Christmas storybooks. And I don't think they're trying to, you know, misguide us. I just think sometimes it's fun to just sit down and go, I wonder yeah I wonder what it was like well you know it's funny things like that like this year for the first time when I read the book of Daniel it was the first time that I learned that he was actually in his 80s when he was in the lion's den you know in every Christian coloring book I'd ever seen there's this young Daniel dude yes. you know that's who you're coloring as yes. a young guy probably yes. 30s something like that maybe 20s yes no, he was in his 80s. He was an old man, and yes. he's down in this dungeon with these lions. Yes. So I think it's really good for us to just, you know, not take it at face value, whatever we've been seen or whatever we've seen or been told, that we investigate it for ourselves. I love being curious about it. I agree. I agree. And I think it's fun. I think it's fun for your kids, too. You know, it's fun to sit down with your kids and think about, hey, remember the time last time we traveled? What do you think it was like for Mary and Joseph when they traveled? Yeah. The other thing that I think is so interesting um, is because she had that opportunity to travel to Elizabeth and she had those three days to, like, ponder what the angel had just told her, what was to come, then she has this second opportunity to again 
ponder as she and Joseph are making their way to Bethlehem. And at this point, I I believe Mary knew Old Testament scripture. So I think she knew it was coming and this was one of the prophecies that was going to happen. And so she knew that this birth was coming. And so imagine the things that she was able to think about and ponder as she traveled. And Joseph, bless his heart, I feel like he gets left out of the story sometimes. Sure. But this is a huge task for him as well to be the father of yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And he's trying to take care of this sweet teenage girl that he has married, but the Bible says had not known her. They had not been like a married couple at this point until after Jesus was born. So he is loving this teenage girl as they travel all this way. Scripture tells us that we think she was far along in her in her pregnancy. We don't know, and we'll talk about that in the next episode because that's something I think is interesting too. We can be curious about. But um he he is taking care of her and trying to provide to get her to this place that they're going so that the baby can be born. That's right. And um, I just, I think there's so much in scripture where we can look and go, what a unique experience for these people and the kindness of God that he has already shown to them in the story and that he will continue to show to them. There's more opportunities for God's kindness in the Christmas story. I just think it's a reminder to us that God is always at work. And sometimes we can get really caught up in the details and the hard and the confusion, and we can miss opportunities and glimpses of God being near to us, being personal and intimate with us when he gives us things that really do lift us up and confirm the calling he has on our life. And so I just wanted to make that um, challenge to us this week that you just really stop and consider and be on the lookout for the ways that God is going to show you his kindness. We posted on social um, a couple weeks ago about Advent and what it means. And Advent means the coming or the arrival of something. And we are in that season right now. We are in the season of waiting on the birth of Jesus at Christmas. Mary and Joseph were waiting as they traveled to Bethlehem for the arrival of their son. So don't miss this next few weeks of waiting where we're in expectation of what Jesus is going to do and take a moment to consider the ways that God has shown you kindness. I love that. That's so good. I'm so thankful for the reminder. Um, I think it's so easy for me to focus on what's going wrong instead of what's going right. I mean, it's just so much easier, right? Um, And so I love, I loved, I've loved this conversation with you because I think it sets me up to have a day today to this week, be looking for the kindness of God because it's everywhere. You know, he has been so kind to me and it's fun for me to look back on that disaster airport story, but but when I'm thinking of the theme of God's kindness, man, I can see it everywhere. Yes. And when I think about the theme of God's kindness in my life, I can see it everywhere. But I have to be intentional to look for it. Yes. Thank you all so much for being with us today. We're so excited for this special month of December where we get to do all the fun Christmas things, but also look ahead to the birth of Jesus. So join us next time, and we love you, moms. Bye-bye. Do you know a mom who needs support and encouragement? Send her the link to the Gather Moms podcast today and connect her to this community. You can also help other moms find this podcast by leaving a rating and review. 